welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host Darren and today we're going to be talking about Power Fantastic from the B-Sides. And it's from the B-Sides and nothing else. It was one of two brand new songs that were put on there. Uh, brand new to most people. I think some bootleggers probably had heard the songs long before they were officially released. Uh, this was recorded on the 19th of March 1986 at the Galpin Boulevard Home Studio. Uh, not Paisley Park, as is said on the liner notes for the B-Sides, released on the 14th of September 1993. Uh, on the track, it is Prince and the Revolution. Uh, now, on the liner notes, Alan Leeds did at least get it right by saying that basically this song was uh, kind of just improvised. Um, you know, Prince had a kind of basic idea of what he wanted to do. And so, you know, they, they started recording. There was like an intro uh, that was recorded and then that kind of turned into um, the song um, and then the song is basically as you hear it kind of like one take uh, and if you listen out there are a few times where a guitar stops for no reason and then kind of comes back in and there's little bits where it sounds like the drum isn't correctly mic'd and if you really listen to this song there are parts where you can tell it's just like one take in a studio uh, but the idea was to test out the studio setup uh, as described in the liner notes by Alan Leeds. Um, you know, Prince was in one room. Wendy and Lisa were in a completely different room, like miles away and only contacted by a talkback. Um, you know, Bobby Z was in his own room. Uh, Brown Mark, again, in a completely different room. And then Eric Leeds and Atlanta Bliss were close enough to Prince that they could improvise the opening, basically. And then Prince could kind of signal to them when he wanted to kind of come in with the piano and everything. Uh, and that was, you know, all this equipment was going to be put into Paisley Park. So this was just them kind of testing out the soundboard. And uh, Susan Rogers said, you know, like the, the equipment was some of the best you know, that she had worked on and, you know, they could compete nationally with kind of any kind of big studio if they wanted to with what was, you know, kind of called the home studio at Galpin Boulevard. But it was definitely more than just, you know, like a, a four track. It was, you know, it was a full setup. Um, and this song was, you know, kind of done just to kind of test it all out, um, you know. And uh, the song itself is four minutes 45, though there is a slightly longer version that, that is unreleased. Uh, that has a bit more of the kind of introduction. And joining me to talk about this is Alec Rayner. Hello, Alec. Hello. Now, for for a genre, I think we can kind of say... I mean, it feels like a ballad. I'd definitely say it's a... It'd be a ballad, kind of the genre. And, you know, but... I like I like as well how... There's, there's a little bit of um, direction to the band, where Prince says, Minor G is the chord of pleasure. It will be played in 11 measures. And if, if, you're, if you're a musician and you start counting, um, obviously it's in 4-4, four, four, so... If you count 44 beats, you'll hear the chord change to minor to a G minor. Uh, so it's just a, it's a lovely kind of little kind of direction that Prince kind of gives. Um, and I think the G minor comes in just before Prince starts singing power, power. He just kind of sings it twice. And that's where the chord change happens. And then it kind of goes back to the, the kind of the main uh, kind of riff after that. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I personally, I, I mean, I, I don't want to go into kind of tip my hand too much but i just i mean i love this song so much oh, obviously yeah, you know this was one of the this was one of the songs used to kind of sell the b-sides uh, you know obviously if you're a prince fan you already owned most of the b-sides let's assume and so prince kind of gave you something new on each of the the, the kind of the hits the b-sides to sell it um you know and this is this is one of the songs you know this and for the tears in your eyes again though you know as a prince fan you could already own the we are the world you know if you were a completist in the 80s you probably already did but this is it this is the one song that nobody had heard you know aside from the band members and and susan rogers and uh, and so you were hearing it for the first time but i just i kind of love the the mood 
uh, of the song. You know, it's kind of one of those things where you feel like you're in the studio with the band. And when Prince sings the words late at night when the world's are sleeping, you are frightened because the power's creeping. Like, just the words of late at night. Like, if you don't listen to this song, like, you know, you have to kind of listen to this song after like 11 o'clock at night yeah. with the lights out just to kind of get the feeling of being you know, in the studio with this, with with Prince. And, you know, I like when he says, in your room, it's something you're afraid of. Life of doom is what your feeling's made of. You know, like, yeah. it's I, I such, I mean, and his vocals are so beautiful. You know, the fact that, the fact that the band are kind of, you know, just kind of improvising this and kind of following Prince's lead is just kind of amazing. You know, this is kind of how tight they were. And essentially, this is the last thing that they would ever record together. <laughs> uh, like, after this, you know, they went on tour and then Prince kind of basically fired everybody. Um, you know, uh, obviously Eric, Eric Leeds and Atlanta Bliss stuck around. Yeah, and um, Dr. Fink. Yeah, this, this is, yeah. Th- so those three kind of stuck around, but literally everybody else was like fired. Although interestingly, Dr. Fink is not on this track. Oh, yeah. um, Prince is the one kind of playing keyboards. But yeah, this is the final song by the revolution, essentially. You know, and kind of almost like a really good kind of like swan song for them. Like if this is if this is the last song you're going to record with Prince. This is a good one to do it. Then this feels like a really kind of... Um, and, you know, there is a kind of a little bit of controversy because Wendy and Lisa had a song called Carousel, uh, which the band had played a few times. Um, not kind of live or anything, but they kind of rehearsed it a couple of times. And so this song is kind of based on that song. So it kind of starts, you know, in the mode of what Carousel was kind of like, and then Prince kind of took it in a slightly different direction. You know, in particular, when you kind of hear the guitar come in later on in the song, and it kind of, you know, so the, so although they're improvising, they kind of already had a song. Uh, so it's it's kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, I, I just love it so much. It's like such a great kind of song. Oh, yeah. Like the atmosphere of it's so great. You know, and the, and the chorus itself, I don't know, kind of it's kind of nonsensical, but I do love it. Power Fantastic is where your life is at last. Yeah. You're a little apprehensive because what it is, what you want, and then and need, and then it, you know it goes up for the, the yeah, need. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I mean it's just so it's just so great. Um, oh yeah, and I particularly love the you see fire but you're cool as ice. I mean that's kind of cliche to kind of have those opposites in a sentence, <laughs> but I love it. And then he rhymes it with you are a liar <laughs> if you say this isn't nice. And then you know most for the rest of the song it's mostly then just kind of the repetition of the chorus and obviously we have the kind of. When Prince says power, power, you know, it's kind of power. in the middle of like a, a kind of broke. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, and then obviously it finishes with the words power. Fantastic. You know, and as yeah. I said many times, I, I love a song that finishes with the title. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, how do you feel about it? I, I love this song. I think this was an excellent choice out of the huge um, backing catalog that he could have chose to, you know, take out of the vault to release. This song was a was a good treat and one of the best options in my opinion. I love the title of it, just Power Fantastic. That's just a cool sounding title in my opinion. And then once you get into it, this song always does like the trick of like just soothing me. Like I I feel mellowed out. I feel like this is just you know with the essence. This song is just musicians at the top at the peak of their craft, just doing what is almost coming natural to them at this point because they're such a tight group that knows each other's um how they play and all their little idiosyncrasies and all that kind of stuff i think it's just such a pretty song is what i'd say i love um prince singing like how he's going higher and lower throughout like the song and how i love the end where he's just like power and he's like and um and it, it is kind of it's almost yeah. like a michael jackson kind of inflection that he kind of pulls at the end doesn't he when he yeah. kind of 
these things are a little softer. But yeah, and I mean, I love, I mean, Eric Leeds, you know, he's the reason that I, when I was younger, started playing saxophone. Yeah. Um, you know, and the fact that he's here, you know, on a, on a, essentially what is his second instrument, yeah, and yet he does some really great flute work. I mean, like you know, as a flautist, he's at least as good as he is on the saxophone. Yeah, and it's just like you know, I think him. I what I love is, um, you know, him and and Atlanta. They kind of they work so well together. Like they kind of they know exactly kind of what they're doing. Um, and I, I think as well. I mean, it sounds like there's a mute on uh, on the trumpet because it sounds a little bit kind of. Uh, it doesn't sound as harsh as you'd expect. Um, and I I kind of love that sound. You know, like the flute and the trumpet together. It's a, it's you know it's an unusual instrumentation for you know a pop song. Um, but yeah, I mean, Eric Lee's really kind of obviously taking his cue from Prince and just kind of going to town and just kind of really showing you know what he can do. Um, you know, and kind of also one of the, one of the things that I just kind of love about this period of Prince. You know, kind of leading into Sign of the Times. Um, you know the kind of the use of horns and stuff is oh, just yeah. something that I feel kind of really enhanced Prince kind of from about let's say eighty six through to about kind of like eighty eight those those few years you know where he had you know Eric Leeds and Atlanta Bliss I, I think they kind of really enhance um, you know what's going on in this song yeah uh, and also obviously Eric Leeds had you know a kind of a jazz background anyway so it kind of makes sense that he can kind of keep up with Prince. Um, you know, in this particular song, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's just it's just so great, and you know, the drums as well. Uh, you know, it's rare that kind of Bobby Z gets to kind of <laughs> just do this kind of like gentle jazz drumming, uh, but here he kind of gets to kind of show off a little bit. Uh, whereas normally he's kind of like stuck behind like a you know drum pads on a lint drum machine and stuff. So you know, kind of that natural sound, I think, is something that's probably why it's very soothing to you, is yeah. it? Because this okay, is this yeah. is Prince kind of taking his his first step away from the kind of the drum machines and the the synths and kind of just you know kind of going for like a real kind of like in- real instrument sound. But yeah. yeah, I mean, just like such a great song to put onto the B sides. Oh yeah, uh, you know, like if you if you weren't going to buy the B, if you know, if if you were a Prince fan and you had some of the B sides, uh, I don't know if I would say this is worth the price of paying for like an entire album just for this song. But I mean, I'd say it's almost there. You know, like you get this and for the tears in your eyes. I, I think yeah. you know, uh, those those are both really good songs. Yeah. So you know, it's like a worth the price of kind of getting the getting the B sides, and also like a really great way to finish the B sides out as well. You know, um, yeah. you know, like you you've kind of had the entire. You know, like uh, we've we've kind of started off with like hello, which you know is a little bit abrasive of Prince there. You know, <laughs> kind of yeah, a little bit abrasive, making it making a point, and then you kind of go through. Some of the kind of earlier stuff, which is, you know, very much kind of um, geared towards, uh, you know, kind of keyboards and, and kind of synths and that kind of sound. Um, and then, you know, by the time you get to, I mean, I think finishing off with like, how come you don't call me anymore? And then another lonely Christmas and then God and for the tears in your eyes, power yeah. fantastic. Like that's a that's a great kind of run of songs. Um, and this is just like a really great way to kind of like finish the B-Sides album, you know, like if you go through those B-Sides, you know, all 20 songs, one after the other, this is just like a really kind of chilled way to kind of just finish them. I always wondered what exactly, because the whole hits slash B-Sides, like every single disc, there's almost no real order to it. I have no idea what <laughs> the thought process of it was or because um, the first one opens with When Doves Cry. All right. You could open with your like biggest hit yeah. on disc one and then we get to pop life i'm like okay um all right and then we i think soft and wet is next and then i feel for you and i'm why you want to treat me so bad and i'm like all right we're kind of getting a chronological order eventually (laughs) the only theme is the second disc has the explicit songs on oh yeah i I remember that they didn't have to yeah hits one doesn't have the explicit label on hits two does have the explicit label on so 
that's that's the only real kind of logic between those two. But yeah, with the B sides, it's like, yeah, I mean, there's there is no I mean, there's no real kind of like chronological order apart from stuff like you know Scarlet Pussy is next to La 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 He He He, which has like another cat reference in. So there's there's yeah, a couple of there's a couple of songs <laughs> there's a couple of songs where you go through where they're kind of almost paired up, and it does kind of make sense. Yeah, Shackadelica. <laughs> yeah. Shagadelka for the witch, an irresistible bitch for the bitch. Yeah, yeah so there are, there are a few little things like that, but I think not sticking to a strict chronological order kind of, it doesn't really matter because like, yeah, I, I think Prince just like you say they start with the kind of the, the you know the first number one, you know they kind of they they kind of place the number ones at the start of the sides and stuff like that. So there's a little bit of kind of logic, but I don't I don't I mean in terms of putting them in an order, I don't think it really matters because. As a fan, you're just gonna, you know, you if you start listening at the beginning, you're oh, just yeah, gonna you're keep just listening. Gonna yeah, so so it's like it doesn't matter what order we put these in. But I do think that in terms of programming, like saving Power Fantastic for the end of the B sides is such a is such a great move because like you get to the it's end of the B sides and you're like, this is just such a great, you know, if you're listening for the first time, you know, you get to the end of of the you know the the CD or or as I had the cassette and you're like, this is a really great kind of final song. Uh, and you're kind of almost a little disappointed when it finishes because you're like, I could have, I could have listened to that for like another five or six minutes. You know, we yeah. could have kept going, but I guess we've got to finish at some point. Yeah, I love that. And now you mentioned it, that end part, that where he starts like kind of singing those things up and down. Yeah, and then you get your final <laughs> Prince can end songs in a way that is really cool to me. Yeah. Either than you know, like just pure fade outs or anything like that. I always feel like it ends with some kind of emotion. Yeah to it or just a, a way that i'm still like thinking about the song even when it's over like almost have to pause it if it's another song comes on next yeah yeah you know just having the cd end there and you can just be like oh wow what a like it being the end of the revolution as well like hearing their final song together for the first time you know if you're listening to the album yeah. for the first time it's like it's like a it's kind of like a really kind of interesting way for prince to kind of play tribute to this band that he's not forgotten about but you know at this point you're talking, yeah. you know, this, like from when this was released, it was like seven years, you know, seven years before when this was recorded was Prince's first album. So, so, so like at this point, you know, you're listening to a song from the midpoint of Prince's career. So I, I think it's kind of interesting that that's where they chose to finish the B-sides. But like I said, uh, you know, a great song, five out of five, just like. Oh, yeah, five out of five from here too. Such a, such a great way to kind of finish this album, you know. And, you know, then the next time we hear from Prince, um, you know, he's changed his name and he's. He's decided that Prince died in 1993 and, you know, we have like possibly the most kind of sexually explicit (laughs) song that Prince did. At that point, the longest song in his career that he ever released. Like it really takes, you know, if you're if you're a Prince fan, things took a real sharp left turn after the hits the b-sides came out i even think on the spine for that album it has his like um his birth date or whatever then ends 1993 yeah. or whatever yeah <laughs> 1958 to 1993 prince yeah, yeah. so you know it's, it's like so things take a very sharp like if you're listening in order this is the last kind of thing that you hear where prince is kind of happy with warners yeah and it, and it's you know it contains a band that's broke up seven years before so it's like it's such a weird kind of place to finish, but then you know the next time you listen to Prince, you know he's getting very explicit on like an eleven-minute song. I mean, yeah. the thing is as well, "Come" is like almost a concept album because you have those little kind of beach noises between every song. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. It's it's if you're a fan. I mean, I remember being a fan at the time, and then this is the point where Prince kind of started to get in the press with the whole slave thing and his name oh, change, yeah, and the- you know things kind of became very kind of. Very kind of odd, let's say, for a few years with Prince. If I remember correctly, even the hits in the B-sides was a 
like a compromise between him and Warner Brothers because yeah, if I remember, Warner Brothers had been like, Prince, let's release your greatest hits, and he was like, no, and then they finally were like, all right, Prince, we'll do it, and we'll pay you to stay out of it or something like that. Yeah, no, they paid him. They paid him not to promote it. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's the weirdest thing of all. Yeah, because yeah. they just... paid him not to promote it. He went on. He went on tour. He was in the UK for the entire time that the hits to B sides was being promoted in the US. So he didn't have to do any promotion. Um, but uh, yeah, so obviously next time we hear Prince, things are going to be very different. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, but you know, we could talk about that when we get there. So um, you know, uh, I feel like we said as much about Power Fantastic as we can. So yeah, uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Alec? Oh, my Twitter account is AlecRena98. Feel free to talk to me about whatever. Love talking about Prince. Love discussing Prince and his work. Just. I yeah, really enjoy being on this podcast. It was great having you. And, uh, you know, you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you could email us, not sure why you would, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest, Alec. Yeah, no problem at all. And otherwise, goodbye. Power.